key is useless unless you use it. You're going to recognize that these keys are, are spiritual. They're spiritual. It's your understanding of authority. Confidence in him will start to rise within you. That your holiness unto God is what pleases him and what will continue to give you that true freedom access to more of everything he has. The key of David and that you hold the power of the key, which is the key of authority. So we're going to talk a little bit about the key and the power that it has. See, we do have the privilege, the opportunity, because of the name of Jesus, to literally walk in that name and everything that that name has already afforded us, everything that that name has already purchased for us, right? Which means that we have authority over all manner of evil. We have authority over all works of darkness. We have power and authority over whatever the enemy tries to throw your way. You just have to listen. You need to press in with intentions of hearing his voice. Sometimes you may think, what is God doing? I can't hear your, I can't hear his voice. I can't hear your voice, Lord. What are you doing? That is the time not to run and say, well, I just can't hear God, so therefore I can't hear God. That's it. That is actually the time to press in more and to say, Lord, what are you doing? You don't just give up and quit just because there's static all around you. Static meaning the demonic presence tries to limit you from your ability to hear because there's no, there is no lack in a Christian being able to hear the voice of God. Oh, there may be static, but you need to press on through that static and take authority so that you do hear. Because how much more important is it for you to hear when you can't? Because the devil's up to something. When you can't, Either the devil's up to something or there's sin in your life and you need to deal with that first. And it's going to be one of the two. It's going to be one of the two. I suggest that you always start first with self. Lord, show me if there's any sin in me so that I can get that right. That's still, and you've done that and then still you can't hear. There's static. Take authority. Start binding. Start commanding those spirits to go because it's causing you, they, that demonic realm, from limiting your ability to hear God. When we can't hear God, we're not going to be able to walk in the fullness of everything he has because you can't hear, right? So it has been given to you to literally hold the key of power. A key is useless unless you use it. Are we going to use the key that God has given us? Absolutely, we're going to use that key. It has been given to us by the superior name of Jesus. Say it with me. The superior name of Jesus. The key of David is the key of authority. The key of David has been given to us. It's the key of access to the highest position of authority. And the devil is powerless. He's literally powerless against this key. This is what the Lord told me to share on tonight. He took me to Revelation chapter 3. But starting in verse 7. This is the portion of scripture where Jesus is talking to the faithful church. Because... He had some things to say to all the other churches, and they were not good. But when he came to this church, he called it the faithful church. Verse 7, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David. 
he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens the door that God opens in your life. No one will be able to shut it. Amen. The door, the opportunity, that which God opens in your life. No man is going to be able to shut it. Amen. Amen. And that which God closes in your life, no man is going to be able to open. But he gives you kingdom access. Say kingdom access. I have the key of authority. And I'm not going to let the key rest. I'm going to use the key, which is authority. So verse 8. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. Hallelujah. An open door. And it says, no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and you have not denied my name. You have kept my word, and you have not denied my name, and no one will be allowed to shut which I have opened. Somebody needs to get the revelation of what God is speaking, not just to this church, but to you individually. Because when he gave me this message, and as I was, I was pressing into hearing the voice of God, and I always ask him, what is it that you want to say to your church, Lord? What is it that you want to say? And immediately I heard the key, and I heard that the door I open, no man can shut. And so I went right to this section of scripture because I knew God was saying something. And that was what he's referring to, the faithful church. You have been pressing into my word, he says, and haven't we? Absolutely. You've been pressing into my word. He is pleased that you are pressing in to my word, is what he says. In verse 9, indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan. Yes, there is a synagogue of Satan. Yes, there is a church of Satan. Yes, he's trying to deceive your children, but not on my watch, devil. I just heard today, somebody sent me something, and it says, there's a song out. I don't know how old, how new it is, but it's new to me. And it was, and it was titled, um, Satan is your, your pal or your pal Satan. And so I have mentioned to you guys before about, about after school Satan clubs. I have yeah. mentioned this to you before. So in public schools, there is such a thing as after school Satanic club, Satan's club. Yeah. And now they, and that's what they call it too. By the way, they're not even trying to hide the name, but what they, but they, they position themselves as, you know, we're here to advance learning. We believe in science. We want kids to ask questions. We want kids to have knowledge because knowledge is power. So we want, we want kids to come to this after school club because we want to teach them even more. And so there's a song that they sing and it's this, this little, little tune and in some of the words, I don't, I listened to it today. And some of the words, well, the, one of the repeated phrases was, there is no hell. As a child, I don't care how old you are, child, you know, young adult, uh, teen, whatever. You keep hearing something over and over and over. What is that called? In brainwashed indoctrination, right? Okay, so that there is no hell. This was the repeated phrase in this song, There Is No Hell. It talked about black, white, or gay. Like that's the option? Like those are the three categories? 
black, white, or gay, it doesn't matter because you're all accepted. And you can be who you are and on and on and on, right? That Jesus is my boy. Oh, my goodness. The song went on and on. That's all I remember. I Honestly, I didn't even get to the end of it. I was like, oh, gosh, I've heard enough. I've heard enough, you know? Um, I, I went on, so they have a Facebook page. I went onto the Facebook page. I literally saw a few comments, and after this, I shut it. I shut it down. But, after, but one of the people commenting there, and she says, I'm a grandma. I can't wait to t- teach my, kid, my grandkids this song. Oh, wow. You think somebody that should know better, but no. When you hear in the word here where it says, of the synagogue of Satan, you know, and this was written way before the song came out, guys. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. There is nothing new. But, but we do need to be aware because it may not be your kids that are being indoctrinated with that, but it might be their friends. And if it's their friends, you know that slowly will try to get into your home through your kids, right? So we, we need to know. We just need to know. So indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan um, who say they are Jews are not and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. God already knows what's going to happen. He knows the end from the beginning. Look at what he said. Look at what he said. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. Those that are indoctrinated with that believe these lies of Satan. And to know that I have loved you. He's talking to the faithful church. And who's trying to oppose the faithful church? But the, but the faithless one. Satan himself, right? Verse 10, because you have kept my command and to preserve, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. For behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, that no one may take your crown Hold fast. We must hold fast to what has been given to us. You have the crown that God has positioned upon your head. Came from him. No one's going to take your crown. As a matter of fact, you need to say it. No one will be allowed to take my crown. The day that that crown comes off is when I cast it before his feet. That's when the crown comes. I will gladly cast the crowns, crowns before his feet. But no one will be allowed to take your crown. Hold fast. The word says, hold fast. I will hold fast. In other words, no matter what I see, no matter what I hear, I will hold fast to the truth that God is for me. He is not against me. He is for us. He is not against us. And he tells us, hold fast. And that we will do. Powerful, powerful scripture. And then it doesn't stop there because in verse 12, He who overcomes. Are you an overcomer in this room? We are overcomers because the overcomer has already overcome. So he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. We are pillars. Pillars in the temple of our God. In other words, right where you are at, right here, right now, God is making you a pillar. The enemy is afraid of your confidence. He's not afraid of your fear. He's afraid of your confidence. Not confidence in self. He's afraid of your confidence in God. 
he, he's afraid of your sold out life, committed life to Christ. That kind of confidence. You are pillars and God has crowned you. And those crowns that are visible in the spiritual realm, by the way, and they're visible to those that have eyes to see because we can see in the spiritual realm. They're visible now. Crowns of faithfulness. Crowns of tenacity. Not giving up. Even though it was difficult. But you didn't give up. You cast off shame and you wore God's glory. We are to wear his glory as a crown. Confidence in him will start to rise within you. You realize, wow, what incredible beauty God has given me to walk in. Now you see, if we had been taught this in the early years of our Christian walk, how much more and how much more, how much further would your walk be to get today? To walk, because see, I don't know about you, but when I was first saved, it was pretty much a, you know, um, you're, you're just always trying to do something to please God, but you always know that you can't. Like wrong mindset is what I'm trying to say. How about teaching right from the beginning, once sin is repented of, who they truly are in Christ, carrying his crown, carrying his goodness, being a living testimony, an example, a temple, a sanctuary, a dwelling place. Because that is what we are, is a dwelling place. And we walk, and you're going to treat that dwelling place, that sanctuary, that temple, you're going to treat it with holiness. Because God is holy. And therefore, so are you. We are holy. We're not trying to strive to be holy. We are holy. Because Christ in me. Because <laughs> Christ in me, the hope of glory. We already are holy. We're not trying to become something that we've already been told we are because of Christ in us. So if we're already holy but some don't walk as that. Why? Because the revelation has not yet hit home. Because they don't yet know. It's not even always compromise. Sometimes it's just not knowing their identity in Christ fully. And so, you know, they can't, you cannot walk in partnership with something that you haven't fully embraced. You can have a a, an understanding about it, but it's still somewhat out here. And I think that's what happens with most people when they get saved. It's an understanding somewhat out here. But that is truly the, the walk of sanctification. You start to learn who you are in Christ. You start to walk in the shoes you were called to walk in. And the more that you saturate yourself with the word and in prayer, the faster you get there with the understanding. Because it's already available. It's already given the moment you said yes to Christ. So we're pillars. Say, I'm a pillar. This is in the temple of my God. And he, sh and it says, he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven. And I will write on him my new name. He's writing upon you 
his new name. He, is, he calls you, him, his own, calls you out from amongst them. And he actually says, come out from amongst them. Come out from amongst them. You know, I shared with you guys just not that couple of weeks ago, that prophetic word that God is doing in our home, this house, this church. And, and we already see such an increase. We already see such a pressing in um, just the healings and the miraculous just happening so fast. You know, and tonight was no different. I mean, you just walked in, you got saved, your ankle got healed. And it's like tonight was no different. You know, we are, in, we are just in awe of God. But I'm telling you, church, when I say this, that God has so much more for us, so much. And it's going to take us really saying, okay, okay, I'm all in. Are you all in, by the way? And so when we're all in, <laughs> when we're all in, what that means is we want to walk always, not just here, in purity. I can't stress this enough. We must walk in purity. The crown that I talked about. This, the pillar that we are pillars that we we're talking about right now, okay? It's going to require a commitment on our behalf throughout the week for purity, for holiness. Yes, we're holy. Yes, we're, God sees us as pure and holy. But there are still, there are choices that we make so that we don't taint what God says should never be tainted. So we have to make a choice to stay holy, to walk holy. We make that choice to not walk in compromise or sin. We make that choice to let things go, let the offense go. We make a choice to literally, you know, prefer the others, the, prefer someone else above yourself. We make a choice to turn the other way, to say, you know what, I don't have to win that battle. Even when you're right, I don't need to have the last word. Even when I, I know I'm right, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Because you might not be right. And you might be right. Choosing to be right or insisting that you are. You, you have to see it as, okay, the holiness of God or me being right. Which one do you want? Right? The holiness of God. Protect your spirit from the flesh. From the, uh, the assignments that the enemy tries to throw your way. Protect your spirit. If you get nothing else out of this message, protect your spirit. Because you're going to always have. There's always going to be an opportunity. The enemy will always make sure that he presents himself with an opportunity. And you may not recognize it's him. But he'll present himself with an opportunity to try to slime you, to taint you, to get you off. Protect your spirit. Know that what you say and do, what you think, matters to him. And if we please him in the secret places of our heart, if we please him, guess what? He will honor you. He will show you his faithfulness. He will show you. He will open doors for you that no man can shut. And that's what he's been doing for us and even in this church. Opening doors that no man can shut. And we just say, your kingdom come. Your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come, Father God. Let your will be done, Father God, in my life. Let your will be done, Father God. Amen. So the key of authority has been placed upon the shoulders of Jesus, right? The government has also been placed upon his shoulders, and we've already, you guys know this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you these two scriptures because I want you, to, want you to write them down. Isaiah 22, 22. It says, the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulders, referring to Jesus. So he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut and no one shall open. So the key of the house of David, I will lay upon his shoulders, on the shoulders of Jesus. Isaiah 22, 22. Kingdom rule and reign is ours as on fire, holy set apart, yielded believers. We hold what Jesus has already provided for and has also given us which is the key of authority. And then in Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. The government is upon his shoulders. I thank you, Lord God. You are the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride says, Come. Oh, I thank you, Lord God. Let those who are thirsty say, come. We thank you, Lord God. Let those who hear say, come, Lord God. Come, spirit of the living God. And then we know that in Matthew 16 and 18, it says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And that whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is also loosed in heaven. So what we bind, what we loose, is a set, it's said and done. It's said and done. If your authority is built up to the point where it's said and done, it's said and done. Maybe you need to say it once or twice, or maybe you need to say it a lot. So what? Just do it. You know what happens is your authority starts to grow. You will get to the point where you just have to say it once, or you just have to look in that direction, and it's done. Remember, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Remember, we walk as Jesus. And so what you see when you read through the Gospels, the lifestyle of Jesus, what you see is actually our, should be our lives. It should be our lives. The power that he displayed should be displayed in our lives. So God has more for all of us, right? We grow into this, right? And we are growing. You are growing into this. Is that not true? So God is opening up doors and he's giving opportunities. 100%. Absolutely. And he's giving you the keys of the kingdom. He's giving you the keys of authority. What do you do with those keys? Well, you literally let heaven come to earth. What do you do? If you've been given a key and you don't use it, then therefore it's not really useful to you, right? And nor is it helping anyone else but you're going to use the key you're going to recognize that these keys are are spiritual it's your understanding of authority it's your understanding of kingdom power it's your understanding of of sonship it's your identity as you being one with him but all the while remember that your holiness unto god is what pleases him and what will continue to give you that true freedom access to more of everything he has. You know, you say the word holiness and some people think works of the flesh. And that's not what I'm talking about. It's not works of the flesh, although some people make it out to be. 
They make it out to be a work of the flesh. That's not what we're talking about. You know, you say the word holiness in some circles and they run the other way because there's been such abuse, such abuse, even just around that word holiness. The Bible says, be ye holy as I am holy. Right? So, so therefore, there is a way without having a spirit of religiosity that we can walk in holiness. And it always begins and ends with our heart's motive unto Jesus. Lord, you see what's going on with what I think. You see everything about me. Does this please you? If not, I repent and I get it right. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. That starts with the works of the flesh. I got to beat myself up. I got to, you know, and then you go into other religions and you got to do this and that and this and the other. The blood of Jesus is enough. He already paid the price. The price was already paid. You can't earn it. You can't earn salvation. You can't add to it. It's done. Completely, complete, finished. Completely finished. Right? It's a free gift. But, yes, repentance is definitely will, will align you right back again with the holiness of God. And so when I say holiness, I'm not talking about works of the flesh. I'm not talking about that at all. But I am talking about an understanding of God's power in you because he wants to display his goodness through you. He wants to display his love through you. He wants to display his power through you. He wants you to rise up. This world should be so afraid of Christians because they really truly walk in kingdom power. Amen. Not just love. Love is great. And love is, you know, like he says, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. But, but the power of God, true love is going to display power. It's not just, oh, I love you like emotions. Right? True love is going to display power. Father... Because you so loved the world, you displayed power in allowing Jesus to come down to earth to take that penalty upon himself. That was power. Amen. That was true love. That was power. True love, there's work. Not works of the flesh, but work. There's power that's being displayed. We're not any different. And it's the best way to live. Because there's a joy, joy, joy that makes us complete. You know, when I said just looking that direction and you just know like, if we couldn't speak, we're going to look in that direction. And it'll be said and done. Those are more than words. Those were more than words. How many of you want to walk in more of that? Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why you shouldn't. There isn't any reason at all. Because God is, you know, he's not a respecter of persons. And he's already deposited all Christ in you. And as you pray, it's the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man that is availing much. It's availeth much right now. It's availing much in your life. And it's availing much in your, in your neighbor's life. As you pray, as you open your mouth, stand and pray. Stand and use your keys. Stand and recognize the keys have been given to you with authority. You have authority in his name. And you're going to walk in a greater revelation and you will see a greater impact. 
you are going to see a greater impact. In the areas that God has entrusted in you and to walk in, you will see a greater impact. Make that be a, a statement of affirmation. I will see a greater impact in my circles in Jesus' name. Let's give God the glory. Hallelujah. Shout out his name.